The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. It's hard to believe that we are almost over with January 2014, but it's been a big one. I'm sure all of you are feeling the energies of change, and for many of us, especially with the way the planets are lined up right now, it is asking more of us. It's asking us to step out of many of the old behaviors and patterns, particularly four, have come forward as really, really strong for a lot of people right now, and that would be denial, denial of your true self, denial of your power, denial of things that are going on in your life that cannot be denied any longer. Uh, in addition to recognizing where the enmeshment and the codependence lay, and most importantly, the object uh, of your focus needs to be the invisibility. Where have you been invisible in your life? Where is it time to now stand out and be powerful? We each are a a being that is here to be discovered, self-realized, a mystery in itself. And so I'm really excited tonight to talk to a guest who has not only written about mystery schools and the secrets of them, but also the awakening of the aura and and what the aura can tell us about us and how we tap into more of our own multidimensional frequencies. So before I introduce uh, this lovely woman, I just want to mention that we are in Austin, Texas, on the Rebel Road. So excited. We've come from Louisiana where we had some amazing panel discussions, an amazing show, a really, really powerful discussion with a group of six on a panel where we discovered discovered and discussed interfaith. We discussed uh, that Louisiana is the highest when it comes to incarceration and what that represents in our own lives individually and how that turned then into conversations of self-love and communing and community and how to make the changes. And as we move into Austin, Texas, the panel discussion that will be taking place here on Wednesday night, they have asked that we begin the discussion discussing execution. It seems that Texas is the highest execution rate in the United States. So when we look at that, where are we executing in our lives, ourselves, and where are we executing something that needs to be birthed? So there's really a double meaning there with that one, and we're going to have some powerful discussion along with the Rebel Road show next week in Austin, and then another set of shows that are taking place over the weekend in McAllen, Texas at Infinite Love. Find out more about the different locations and places at therebelroad.com. I invite you to be a part of it and to be present. In addition, my new book is out, Your Journey to Enlightenment, 12 Guiding Principles of Love, Courage, and Commitment. And it really is a book that will help you not only 
discover and release the bondage, the servitude, and the uh, armor of your life, but also how to stop being a replication, a homogenized human, as so many of us have become, and step into the truth that we are, and that is the divine child, how to rediscover the childlike wonder and childlike essence that we each have as our divine presence. And to step into that conversation, I want to introduce my guest, who I've had on before and featured in 1111 Magazine. Uh, Kayla is um, a wonderful woman that, that just really has so much to talk about and to express. So Kayla Ambrose is a noted esoteric teacher, intuitive, and metaphysical talk show host. She lectures and teaches classes and workshops on a wide variety of ancient esoteric teachings and works with students who wish to explore their lives at the soul level through the esoteric mystery school teachings as well as much of her work with the aura and her own intuitive capacities. You can find out more about her at exploreyourspirit.com and you'll definitely want to tap into her books, The Awakened Aura and Nine Life-Altering Lessons. Without further ado, I want to welcome Kayla back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Kayla. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be back on your show. It's great to have you here. And I was in your um, wonderful home of, of Louisiana and and just had a beautiful time, that beautiful, beautiful people. And as I was saying, had an amazing panel discussion, and it began on uh, the discussion of, of incarceration. And I wanted to kind of start there because we all are imprisoned in a certain way, and it's a self-imposed imprisonment that we, that we sometimes place upon ourselves. And I want to link that into um, how that affects our aura and then how we awaken ourselves from that place of tightness and constriction and limitation and then what that does to our aura. So please share your views on that. Yes, I grew up in Louisiana, and I've always seen auras since I was a little girl, not only on people, but places as well. I talk about in my book the aura in Florida, how different it is, that I can almost put a mile marker post there and see the aura change, and it does that in every state. Louisiana's no different. Uh, My latest book is Spirits of New Orleans, and I wrote about the history of New Orleans there, and I was just back uh, in New Orleans actually in October at the Anne Rice Conference down there presenting that book, and New Orleans has an aura that's very different than uh, other parts of Louisiana. People that live there even will talk about North Louisiana versus Southern Louisiana. It's a very distinct difference. They'll say the rice eaters live in South Louisiana and the potato eaters are in the northern part. And there's a big difference between, say, Shreveport and New Orleans and Alexandria and the cities. So uh, it's hard to even capitalize any one state as being a reflection of the aura of that entire state. People are much more reserved uh, in the northern part of Louisiana. Uh, their religious beliefs are very different. They're, they tend to be more Baptist and uh, more fundamentalist in the northern part, where in New Orleans it's more of a, a really eclectic gumbo of all types of beliefs, from uh, spiritualism and voodoo, uh, and, and they could go on and on listing all the beliefs in southern Louisiana. So that alone uh, is a different aura completely. New Orleans is like a country within a state. <laughs> Um, so what part of Louisiana were you in when you were meeting with people? Well, we were actually, the, the campground that was in New Orleans, but we were in Abita Springs and Lacombe, where we had okay. a panel discussion, so just about 40 minutes. 
Yeah, and there's there's such a diversity of people there that have moved in. You know, being a port city, people have come from all over the world to start over and to rebuild there. There's a lot of Irish that came in that people don't even really uh, know. That was the second largest port of, of Irish that came in during that time of the potato famine. Uh, Boston and that New England area, of course, New York being bigger, but New Orleans was the second. So there's a real mixture. And in the energy there, New Orleans has very much changed, which I'm sure you've seen if you've been before uh, since Katrina, and it's now reforming itself, forming a new energy, uh, a new influx of people, and in a, a state of rebirth in that way. And that will carry on through the rest of the state as well, where for a while things had kind of slowed down, gotten into that kind of swampy, mucky, sticky place where the energy hadn't been flowing as well and, and moving much slower. So the auric energy there really has some... Um, been shaken up a bit with a hurricane, which sometimes we see within ourselves as well. A great storm that comes in uh, is kind of terrifying at the time because of the change that it causes uh, and everything that gets shaken up and stirred. And um, what happens after that is it provides the opportunity for clearing uh, and bringing in some new energy. And I think you're seeing that in Louisiana, that uh, it's open for change and people are open to look up, look at it, to discuss it like they did with you on the Rebel Road and, and uh, look Listen to what others have to say, and they're looking for that that evolution and that new time to come in Louisiana. So I think it's wonderful that you were down there and able to to meet with everyone and share that. Let's talk about that a little bit more so that people can understand what happens. Um, how does the collective aura in an area change when there is something like a crisis, or whether it's a weather type of issue, or whether it is uh, an issue, let's say, of a shooting at a school, or um, or something that is economic? How does the collective aura change, and then how does one uh, keep themselves and their own aura from being affected by the the overall aura that's in the area dampening theirs. There are um, containment fields. The aura itself is a containment field around the body. There's an aura around the entire earth. Uh, that we often refer to as the global consciousness, where it's held in that containment field, which is all the thoughts and energy of everyone that we're putting out every day. And so, of course, the city we live in, the state we live in, those uh, containment fields are held over that area as well. In that, uh, every thought, action, word, we indeed that we do uh, is generated outward. We don't think of it that way. We think uh, that we're keeping all this inside, but literally all that we do energetically spills out around us. It's contained in our auric field and magnifies, which becomes part of who we are and defines us. And it does the same with everything we do um, politically, economically, uh, any action-wise in a community as well, building that aura around the state or the, or the town that we live in. So we become part of that in a way, but the stronger we keep our aura, the stronger we become uh, independent. Our containment field is stronger, but we certainly align with the forces that are around us and with those energies, those rays of light and color and energy that are being betrayed. And so, of course, we'll pick up on them and integrate them um, into us. We can't help but belong in a way to that place that we are. And so that's why throughout periods in life, you may feel that you're done with a place or that you've learned all that you learned 
or that you need a, what we call a breath of fresh air. And so many times we're drawn to move from one place to another to get a different experience, to literally be living and soaking in a different energy. Uh, and that's why some people are drawn to live by the water and don't feel fulfilled unless they're by water of some type, while others can live in the desert. Uh, it's what our, we need personally each at that time and, uh, and what we create. So as well, when there's a big change, when there's a, a big shakeup in an area, whether it's, it's natural or man-made with whatever happens, that stirring of energy sends out a ripple through the consciousness. And that ripple is felt by so many. There's been fascinating scientific studies on this. Uh, Dr. Roger Nelson's one uh, with his uh, global consciousness experiment in the eggs where they record this energy and how it's being felt in the global consciousness around the world. They, uh, he's with the Pear Lab. And uh, so at Princeton, where they first created that, these eggs are all over the world, and they pick up a rippling of consciousness that's changing. What's fascinating is that these eggs record this. They look like they're recording an earthquake. It's the same type of thing or like when you see a, a heart monitor showing the, the heart pattern. And what it does is pick up a big change when people are feeling that on a global level. The interesting thing is it always happens three days before the actual event. They've been able to track this. One of the biggest ones they ever saw was uh, the death of Princess Diana, and all of their eggs started showing a cataclysmic global consciousness event, but it recorded it starting three days before that actually happened. They don't know what it is that's happening, but they can just tell something big is coming globally. They've been able to do that with major storms and the effects that it's had uh, and, and things that really affect people on a global le- level, uh, like the death of someone who's beloved by so many around the world. And that's just one example how science is catching on to this, what mystics have been teaching about what is held in the aura of the planet and in each of us and how that ripples out and, and is affected. So um, whether it's man-made or whether it's a storm, we feel it and we feel the ripple before it even comes. We sense it on some level, which some people call uh, using their intuition and tapping into it in that way. Um, we used to be more in tune with it when we lived in nature more. It was a survival instinct as well to really pick up on that for changes, for protection, whether it was a predator or a storm. Um, now that we've come a little more into the cities, we have to work a little more to get back in touch with it. And that's what I try to teach in my Awakened Aura book is how you can connect into that and tap into what your aura and what your intuition is trying to tell you. That's fascinating. I know that as I went through different places, uh, different states at the East Coast on the first leg of the Rebel Road Tour, I could feel the energy of different states changing. Some was quite dense, some was much lighter. As we began the second tour and we moved into Florida, there was definitely a lightning of energy. And it's, it's, it's amazing how you do really feel it, and you see it on the faces of people and, and in, in their energies. It, you talk about the events occurring and, and these eggs and being able to measure that before the event is occurring. What is the impact of someone truly allowing themselves to be grounded in themselves and really strengthen their aura consciously on a daily basis, really work with their chakras and do a morning and afternoon and evening um, type of awareness or presence with themselves? What type of ripple effect can that possibly have on, on, on the community around them? 
it has an amazing effect. What you become, in a sense, is a light and energy being that's really more self-realized. And so as you've attuned all of your auric levels, when I do readings for people in the aura, I read their physical layer of the aura, the mental layer, the emotional layer, and then the spiritual layers. And each of those reflect different colors and different energy, as well as I see the karmic imprints that may have been put in there to create the destiny that you're living in this lifetime. When you connect with that within yourself and your etheric body and your astral body and all of the auric layers, you really understand what's going on, why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way you think, why certain things happen to you, what you're attracting to you. If you have that information and you can uh, understand it, then you can process it and uh, learn what you need to learn and move forward to be the most empowered being that you can. A natural side effect of this as you work on yourself and you become more of what I call we're all becoming, which is more of energy beings, then it it spills out of you. There's so much uh, white light and pure energy that as you walk around, it's almost like you're a waterfall and you're sharing that light and that water and that energy nourishing everyone else that you come into contact with. And people feel this in your aura. They want to be around you. They're attracted to you. They they uh, feel better just being in your energy. You lift their spirit. And so that way, whatever you're doing at work or at home with family, everywhere you go, you're lightening the mood. You're lighting, lightening the energy. And uh, it's, it's like a burst of fresh air just um, helping everywhere. As well as you learn to see auras as well, uh, there's just so many ways to help. Uh, if you have a, a baby, you can see the aura of the baby and see why it's crying or irritable since they can't communicate with you. If you have a, te- a teenager, you can see what's going on in their aura. Uh, if you're worried that maybe they're um, abusing some substance of some kind and they're certainly not going to talk about it, you can see those things in the aura when someone's had something to drink or or has used um, a, a substance of any kind in the aura. You can use it with coworkers and learn um, how uh, to get along better. I've, I've taught people all over the world how to see the aura. One of the clients I had this year works for the United Nations, and they wanted to learn how to do it when they're sitting around at a big table together with people that speak different languages. So it, while they're waiting for an interpreter to say what the different languages, their ability to see the aura with others helped them uh, be able to see if people were understanding the message and getting it effectively and helping communications when there's different people meeting and using different languages like that because the aura is a universal language. You don't need to know um, exactly the, the, you know, what you're speaking there. It shows through. Um, it, it goes on where you can help in your community. You can change the energy in buildings, in your home, in locations, and work with the aura of plants and trees and other forces of nature and even see the aura of your pets and, and how they're doing and communicate with them in that way. I could talk for hours about the way the aura can be used and how it can not only empower you but for others as well. And um, that's what we're really shifting into. Beautiful. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there for a commercial break. Raised by parents and grandparents who encouraged her spiritual exploration and education, Kayla Ambrose returned in this lifetime with what her grandparents referred to as the gift, with psychic ability and prophetic dreams passed down from her grandfather and great-grandmother of of Celtic, Scottish, and French lineage. In childhood, she began to... uh, to as going to night school uh, at age 13, Kayla was calculating astrological charts by hand along with reading tarot for the friends. She has written two wonderful books um, that we've been speaking about tonight, The Awakening Your Aura and Nine Life-Altering Lessons, along with other books on uh, Louisiana. You can find out more about Kayla Ambrose at exploreyourspirit.com. That's exploreyourspirit.com. We'll be right back. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at simron-singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. Would you like to go to Machu Picchu and bask in the energies? I invite you to go to my website. Any books ordered, uh, that your journey to enlightenment or conversations with the universe, any uh, copies and however many copies is each a chance to win a nine day experience in Machu Picchu this summer with me. And I invite you to register for that. Just order your copies off of Amazon or Barnes and Noble and then send in your receipts to our PO box and they will be included in the drawing, which will be March the 30th of 2014 for the journey to Machu Picchu uh, that will be held July 24th to August 2nd. If you absolutely just know you want to go, then go ahead and register for the journey. It's absolutely incredible uh, experience where we visit a lot of sacred sites, where we bask together, play together, and explore your mastery with one another and really allow yourself to have a space where you can be that master to then bring back into your own communities and express that for yourself. So go to either uh, of the websites, simran-scene.com or simransbooks.com and register uh, to get your books as well as for the journey to Machu Picchu. And uh, I will look forward to seeing you there. My guest today is Kayla Ambrose, and she hosts her own radio show. Um, she has a website called exploreyourspirit.com, and she is a wonderful, intuitive teacher 
metaphysical talk show host, and uh, a beautiful author. And you can find out more about her on her website. But we are talking about both her books, The Awakened Aura, as well as Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled. Kayla, we were talking about the energy of different areas and how people can change their communities through that. We are becoming more and more aware that there's a new human birthing and that we are each part of that change. That new human that is coming onto the planet, how are they different either in uh, the way they are conscious of the utilization of their energy or in how their own physiology and energy uh, is different than, than what we have known in the past. Do you have any insight on that? Well, what's been amazing to me, the whole reason I wrote the Awakened Aura book is because of, of what I was seeing, especially in the past decade. I've seen auras around people since I was a little girl. Uh, as soon as I could explain them to others, I was seeing them. And But what happened about 10 or maybe 12 years ago now, the aura around people started changing. And basically, we're getting an upgrade is the best way I know how to explain it. There are cords that go through all of the aura, and these cords started to expand. And I noticed a very large cord that was coming out of the solar plexus area and uh, it was a tube coming out and there was a lot of energy draining from it and I noticed these cords in different sizes on people some were small like a garden hose and some were huge like those those big hoses you have coming off your gutters and as I saw, uh, people were releasing energy at a much quicker level, and it was toxic energy, it was negative energy, it was things holding them back, and it was pouring out of this in the solar plexus. And as the cords got smaller, they would wither up and die, almost like how the umbilical cord comes off as a, from a baby. And once they had gone through that process, the new thing I was seeing in the aura was the heart chakra cords were really opening, expanding, and reaching out and connecting, uh, connecting to not just person directly that they loved, but everyone they were meeting. It was like a plant with all these new tendrils coming out and connecting in a higher love. So I was actually seeing the evolution as we're moving from the lower chakras into the higher chakras and connecting that through inward with the chakras and outward with the aura, expanding. As well, the cords were expanding all the way up the higher chakras and above, opening and, and much larger than I had seen these before. And the information this way is able to come through on a much uh, quicker level. And that's what I saw that I consider to be a sign of one of the changes from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius and one of the evolutions that we're having, which is we're really evolving into super-powered human beings. We've got from, we've gone from a dial-up modem on the internet to high-speed internet with this information, the way it comes through. So we don't wait lifetimes anymore to work through karma. We don't wait to have to have death and life and rebirth to come back and do something again. We can learn it all now, get it now, and move on, have a rebirth of our own in the same lifetime. We don't have to wait to go through that old cycle again of going to the other side and coming back. When we work on this, when we open and we're open to that information coming through, uh, it comes through as fast as we can um, hold the energy and accept it and take it in. And that's what's so fascinating to work with people now and to help them see that because they can have all that information coming from their Akashic records and their guides and on the other side uh, and helping them to uh, to grow and evolve literally right in front of our eyes right now, especially children. When I work and see children, it's just amazing the difference, the way their aura works. It's a almost a new grid that's built around the body and it's building almost like a light shift 
relationship. I used to wonder when they would talk about, oh, we're going to have this shift and this change in energy and how will we hold in our physical bodies and, and do this. And now I see this beautiful light grid that's literally being built around us in the aura, which will hold us and can contain us as we go through these evolutionary shifts and hold everything intact uh, and allow us to do so. So um, I wish I could take a picture of it literally to show everyone the light grid and the way it is, but it's what I see. It's happening to everyone now. Those that are more open, of course, it's bigger and faster and stronger, but everyone's going through the evolution. And in your perception, is it that this is something that is a natural evolutionary process for the time that we're in, and it is um, somewhat a change that's being facilitated by by external, otherworldly uh, beings, or is this because we are internally doing more of our work and we're shifting things to such a degree that it is changing that auric field that is around us? It appears to me to be an evolution that time has come, that it was, that it, uh, this is just uh, as it is. Um, those that do the inner work, it goes smoother and quicker and it opens up much more. But even those uh, that I see that are certainly not in that, you know, I can see by their aura they're not really um, working on themselves in that way. It's happening to them, kicking and screaming whether they want it or not. It seems to be just the next evolution for humanity. There's so much that's been written about right now, as um, and you talked about the solar plexus and the cords kind of shriveling up and dying because they were releasing toxic energy. And there's a lot being written about in terms of us now being solar plexus-based beings, that our power uh, is there, and that is where we're, we're breathing, we're living, where our intelligence is, and all of those things. Is it because that toxicity released and those cords shriveled up that we now can hold and stand in that power of the solar plexus? And so that is supporting this evolutionary process? Yes, the solar plexus is the seat of, of will, where our willpower comes from. And as we're going through this evolution, we're, we're transcending from uh, the lower ego state of I want, I want, and using will just to get, um, like, uh, like we're, you know, small children, we just want and we desire and we want. We're evolving now, moving more into the heart chakra and that centric, where we stand in our power, we have that willpower, but it's more of a divine will, wanting the highest and best, the best experience for all involved, uh, looking to see the, the bigger picture. This also correlates with the time we're going now as we come into the divine feminine. We, we move time in cycles, which is cyclical, it's circles, instead of what we're taught in school where it's just a straight line marking history across. Instead, time actually moves in cycles, and we're actually phasing out a lot of the three-dimensional uh, time as we know it as well, moving more um, into fourth and fifth dimension in that way with a different concept of time. And so as we're ending this patriarchal cycle and coming into this new feminine cycle, uh, we'll see big changes with that as well because the will and the willpower is used for a greater good for all involved in a more uh, balanced way. Where in the patriarchal cycle, it's more about the individual um, demands or wants. Beautiful, beautiful. The title of your book is The Awakened Aura. And so when we speak about it being The Awakened Aura, is, is that something that is a self-illumination process? Is that something that we truly can self-initiate and, and allow ourselves to shift and change uh, the way our, our aura is feeling and, and uh, expressing outwardly in the world? 
Absolutely, and and that's why I wrote it because there are plenty of wonderful books out there just about the aura. If you want to know colors and and those things, but because the aura seems to be almost like growing and evolving, becoming a, a new source of energy for us, that's uh, why I alluded to the awakening because we are waking up to that, and it is waking up with a new evolution as well. So when we even just take a moment to tap into ourselves, whether we do uh, like the white light prayer that I give in the book, or we do any type of meditation or work where we sense our energy fields, they begin to vibrate with that energy. It's like physics. When when the eye turns to something and pays attention to something, whatever that is begins to vibrate with energy and become more active. So the more that we tune into that energy in our aura, the white light energy and then all the layers and colors, the more we seek to work with it and to uh, expand it, which you can expand your aura. You can... Um, uh, expand it around your home, around your car. You can expand your energy field. I work with students with this, and I always pick the biggest man in the class and have him stand up and show just by expanding my aura that I physically move him further away from me backwards, and it's energy. I'm, I never touch the person, and they mm-hmm. love to see how that works, and, and uh, it's taught in martial arts that way. It's something that you can do uh, and use this, and when you put the right thought forms in there and put that energy in there, you can attract and manifest and uh, change everything around you. Now, if someone is uh, an individual that is experiencing a disease, let's say a physical ailment, how does the aura field itself look? What does it change? Is it, is it more grayed out? Is it a different, certain specific color? And what is a practice or process that that person can do, um, perhaps on that chakra system related, or, or talk about something that can be done um, within that can shift the, the color, the vibration, the whole experience of not only the body, but the aura? What's interesting now is people are starting to understand that the aura, the fields around us, is actually where everything comes in first. Uh, when I teach people to see the aura, I show them when we give a person a question to answer how the aura actually forms around the body and makes a cone that reaches out. It's because all the information we receive, whether it's a thought, uh, an emotion, everything is felt outside the body first. It filters through the layers of the aura before it finally enters into the physical body, which then it then sorts through and goes into the chakras. When we understand that, that thoughts aren't coming from inside the brain, but rather they're coming from the realms above us into those fields and we bring them down through the aura, then we see how everything filters through. In the same way, you can see a physical disease as it starts to manifest in the aura before it ever enters the physical body, and this is what medical intuitives see. I've seen uh, diseases that are in the aura first, such as cancer, which manifests when I see it as little black dots that are around in the aura in that way. Um, you can, at times, when you're working with this, as you see things in the aura, you can... Um, uh, work to change some of the things that are happening there to help so that uh, before it enters the physical body. And um, that's too much to go into depth right now, but a lot of medical intuitives and energy workers and healers uh, work in that way with seeing that in the aura. What you can also do is see when an aura is damaged, when it becomes either spongy where it's too weak and it's uh, leaking, or it becomes too dry and it cracks where it's leaking energy. And when that happens either way, the aura can't hold the energy 
that it's supposed to replenish and get each day. When we sleep, when we do uh, rest and do things like that, we go to the other side and our aura is charged back up with energy. That's the prana, the chi, the energy that keeps us running. And if we've done things that have been stressful or we've been under an illness of some kind or something of that that makes the aura too uh, dry and cracked or leaky, we can't hold uh, the energy the same. So I filled a book with techniques of things that you can do to build that aura back up and to let go of the things that are holding it or have cracked it. Sometimes it's emotional walls that we bring up. Sometimes it's holding on to anger and other things that will dry it out and crack it. So there's a lot of different ways that you can expand and repair your damaged or stressed aura, which then helps you fight off illness or disease uh, and, and keeps it healthier in that way. That's wonderful. I know that in in uh, in your book you talk about uh, definitely in nine life altering lessons you you bring up laughter and you you talk about how healing that is and it is definitely a time where we are being asked at least um, that was one of the messages that came through when I was to embark on the rebel road is that we are being asked to become less serious and to laugh more and to allow ourselves to play more. If if we do that, if we simply released the seriousness in our body, in our lives, in our bodies, how would that shift the aura and in turn also shift life? It's uh, an incredible process. Laughter is actually pure magic. And uh, and there's an old saying that a baby's laughter can heal uh, tremendously because it's so pure. But all laughter is pure magic. And it was taught in the ancient esoteric temples that uh, if you laugh, that nothing uh, that's um, of any negative energy can stay around you, whether it's from spirit or a thought or anything else. The power in laughter actually has a, a sound ripple that breaks apart any sticky or negative energy and disperses it, clears the air. So the more you laugh, the more you actually cleanse this from your body, from your aura, uh, as well as the room around you. It can be very healing. And it's one of those things, like so many of these, you know, like writing that book, The Secrets of the Mystery School, sharing the secrets there, so many things were given to us that are very powerful that we can use in our daily lives that literally can transform the world around us, but they seem too mundane to us, like, oh, that can't certainly laugh after couldn't, couldn't do that, but it does. It changes your entire uh, etheric web. It changes your energy. It lightens everything around you. And if it's really a good, if it's a real good belly laugh and a really heartfelt chuckle or laughter, it, it changes the, the energy around. And if you're doing that consciously, as well as releasing old patterns and old negative thoughts, not holding on to those things and replacing them with new positive thoughts and putting laughter in your life, that levity, you can't help but be lightened. You can't help but be lifted and you can't help but change the aura. Some of these practices are really that simple and it costs nothing but the work that you want to put into it. Beautiful. My guest today is Kayla Ambrose and her website is exploreyourspirit.com. I invite you to discover all the books that she's written about, uh, but definitely check out Nine Life Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled, and The Awakened Aura. We'll be right back with Kayla Ambrose. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. The new issue of 1111 Magazine will be out soon, so definitely if you have not tapped into it, allow yourself this free gift to humanity. You can go to my website, SimranHeightsAndSing.com, register for the free newsletter, as well as access to the online version of 1111 Magazine that is always given to you. There are amazing articles from gifted individuals all around the world sharing their wisdom, and now more than ever, it is time to not only allow yourself these gifts of wisdom that are coming from so many people, but to celebrate the different individuals that are willing to be the creative rebels on the planet doing their thing. These pieces of information should not only support you, heal you, guide you, and serve you, but also inspire you to be your own creative rebel spirit, experiencing and expressing yourself on the planet in the unique genius that you are. My guest today is Kayla Ambrose, and we're talking about her books, The Awakened Aura and Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled. She is also a wonderful talk show host, and she has her own radio show entitled Explore Your Spirit with Kayla. She offers enlightening shows with world-renowned authors, artists, teachers, and researchers delving into the metaphysical, spiritual, and paranormal topics, as well as new discoveries in the scientific and spiritual arenas. Again, her website is exploreyourspirit.com. I'd like to talk a little bit about Mystery School, Kayla, just because there seems to be a resurgence of of information and awareness about them. Now, I don't know that they ever disappeared. I think they were just a little more secret. To, secret. Uh, but but it does seem that they're coming back, and it seems that all of that ancient knowledge we're, we're finally embracing again and remembering again and utilizing, uh, especially at this time when so much change is happening. Give uh, individuals that are not familiar with mystery schools a little insight as to what they are and and 
in what way should we uh, look to discover those if that calls to us? Mystery schools have been around since the dawn of time, and uh, the mystery sometimes confuses people. They're like, what does that mean? And it's really just uh, the mystery of understanding and answering those old questions of who am I and why am I here, and that's what they've always been dedicated to doing. They've been around. They were in Samaria, uh, the times that people speak of, like Atlantis and Lemuria and back then. The ones we know the most about that are, that. Uh, were in existence and we can trace back are, of course, the times of ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, and in Rome, and the Celtic ones as well. India still has many mystery schools, too, that, that we can still find. And I came back very young remembering my lifetimes in these mystery schools, remember teaching, and it used to get in trouble because I would go to the library and be rewriting the books, the mythologies and the ancient uh, history, and the, the library would call my parents and say, she's written on a book again, you're going to have to come buy it. And that's how I kind of got my library going <laughs> as a child because I, was, I just knew these things were wrong and was seeking to correct them, and I'd be teaching people <laughs> in the library, and they were like, what are we going to do with this girl? And so I knew early on, I just came back remembering these times and what I was going to do, and I have very strong memories of, of, of Greece and Egypt in those times and teaching. And so um, they've always existed. You're right. Sometimes they've been quieter, and that's because of the time, whether a culture or society could handle it or whether they were threatened by this. Sometimes it was political, uh, where there was wanting a, a domination of a certain type of a belief, and so there was no room for the others, especially since mystery schools are about going within and the answers lie within. And that's what I say when I teach my students is that I'm not really a teacher. I'm a guide. I'm, I'm guiding you to the wisdom that's in your soul. You're not learning anything new. This is wisdom that you have. It's in your Akashic records. It's from all of your lifetimes. It's universal truth and universal wisdom wisdom that we all have within us. And sometimes we just need a little help through a mystery school or studying in some way to help us remember that information and pull it back out. There's two forms of teaching. One is exoteric, E-X-O-teric, and that's for the masses. That's uh, at times when people aren't ready to study deeper, maybe aren't ready to go on that soul journey. And so these were always shared. They were shared in mythology, parables, stories, fables, all of those things to teach people those kind of uh, morals and values and um, kind of hidden little secret teachings within as well as you delve deeper into them. And then there's the esoteric, ESO, and um, esoteric means for the few. It doesn't mean that only a few are allowed to study. It means more that only a few usually will take that journey in each lifetime. Only a few want to study deeper and understand the soul at that level and go and ask themselves those deeper introspective questions about who am I and why am I here. And so those were people that were drawn to study in the mystery schools and go into the temples and and learn with the high priestesses and uh, and the teachers in that way and, and to go on that. And that's what I still teach and do for students that are interested. And my students actually are the ones that, that uh, talked me into writing that book, The Nine Life Altering Lessons. Those are the first nine lessons that you study when you go into a mystery school. They're for the neophyte, which means new to these teachings. And those nine lessons... Um, are pretty much the first questions you ask yourself and the things that you learn to understand about energy, about magic, about the world, and about who you are. And so uh, that's where you enter, and then you, if you go deeper, you peel back the onion, as they say, and you go uh, look further and further into all this and what does it mean for yourself, for the world, uh, globally, uh, beyond 
other lifetimes where you start to piece it all and put it together. And as we're entering this new cycle now into this age of Aquarius, anytime we have a big um, energy shift like that from one age to another, as well as from the patriarchal to the feminine, you always see mystery schools uh, rise again and become uh, more in the public eye because more people are interested. They're here at this time. They've picked this time to help with this big change of energy, and so they want to go deeper into it. And you, you write in, in your book, Nine Life Altering Lessons, um, one of the points that you talk about after the question, who am I and why am I here, is that the student goes from understanding the concept that all is one and all is sacred to actually living this concept. And, and that's, that's probably the place that we all are, um, either anchoring in or have still forgotten to be in. But more and more people are waking up to that at this particular time is that we are here to live that concept that we are sacred. Absolutely. And I say uh, many paths, you know, um, one destination. We're all in this process of knowing ourselves on a deeper level and understanding what that means on the higher levels as well. And each person takes the path that they're called to, what rings true to them and what's right for them to learn. And we never know from one soul to the next what's right. And that's why it's important to have all these different paths available for people to learn. And that's why things have opened up so much spiritually. Giving that, I describe it too, this, this, um, that the person teaching in the wisdom teachings can be viewed as a gardener. They help uh, plant seeds of knowledge and and this information. And then it's the students' work to contemplate and cultivate these seeds to see if if they will grow and yield fruit. And this is an old teaching that's referred to as turning knowledge into wisdom. And the way to do that is knowledge is information. Wisdom is taking action and applying what you've learned into daily life. And that's the real process of knowing or gnosis, as it was called in the ancient mystery schools, as well as the awakening. Because until you, you can't just intellectualize it. Until you really work through it and take action, uh, that's where, where everything happens. And so um, it's like a garden. The teachings grow, the seeds grow, um, and they take root, and then they absorb into you. And so many times before we looked at how to control a garden, how to take control of things. But when you study in the mystery schools, rather than controlling the garden, you become the garden, and everything grows from within you and goes outward, which is a completely different way. You go within first and then to have it come without. So with all of this now uh, movement into more of the divine, divine feminine energy as opposed to living completely in the divine masculine that we've been kind of swayed uh, by for so long, are mystery schools something that really are anchored more in that divine feminine or is it more of the balance between the divine feminine and the divine masculine? Mystery schools, what changes when you go from a a divine masculine to the divine feminine? It's just um, how the concepts are are, uh, taught and because it awakens a different part within each person. But the goal of a mystery school teaching overall is for each person to understand that the divine masculine and the divine feminine live within each of them and to find balance. And that's what we're all seeking is to have that balance within ourselves before having it with anyone else, which certainly when we engage in different relationships and partnerships with different people, they help us align and balance. But the goal is to learn that both live within you, and that's the goal, to balance both sides. Absolutely beautiful. Do you, um, do you engage in, in 
the study of different uh, esoteric teachings that are beyond uh, what is taught in a mystery school, or is is when someone enters that kind of process, are they being taught a certain uh, a certain road, a certain path? Uh, for me personally, all my life, I've been fascinated with studying different spiritualities, religions. I started begging my parents at the age of 11 to go to temples and uh, different religions, and I studied comparative religion all of my life. I find it fascinating. And like I was saying about the many paths, one destination, I think it's the same as in school. We all learn in different ways. One person learns through a lecture. Another person learns through reading the book. Someone else isn't even paying attention. They're looking out the window, but somehow they're absorbing the energy that's right for them. So I think that's the beauty of having so many uh, religions and spiritualities, is each person, according to what their soul needs, learns something from each of them. And when you break them all down to their core uh, wisdom, they're all pretty much saying the same thing and telling those universal truths about energy and love and connection. And and that's the beauty, I think, to find it, to look beyond the dogma and find it in each. Uh, When you study at a mystery school like the type I teach, the first thing you're told is that uh, not to change anything that you believe and not to stop uh, participating and learning in everything and anything else that you're drawn to. These are um, more of an addition. They're information to help you that you might find useful along the way to incorporate in your life um, to add on to, but not um, to solely follow or address. They're more about a personal uh, path, a personal progression, and taking these as tools that you put in your toolbox that you add with everything else that you've learned and that you will continue to learn. That's what we're here to do if we're down here. Uh, we're learning and continuing to learn, and I learn something new every day, or at least try to. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Kayla, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It is always an honor and a pleasure, and I invite those of you listening to definitely connect with her. You can go to exploreyourspirit.com. Definitely also tap into her radio show and find out more about her books, Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled, and The Awakened Aura, in addition to some of her other books on Louisiana and different things that she is involved in. She also does a wonderful Bohemian blog. She has a beautiful website. So definitely go check out ExploreYourSpirit.com. And while you're at it, uh, get on Amazon and, and order your journey to enlightenment and conversations with the universe if you have not discovered those yet. Conversations with the universe will help you tap into the signs, symbols, and synchronicities that are showing up all around your life to guide you in each and every moment. And your journey to enlightenment helps you to understand how to take the steps of courage, to step out of conformity as you live a life of love, courage, and commitment to live your dreams and heart passions to the fullest that you deserve. You can find out more at simmonsbooks.com or my website, simmon-sing.com. Until next week... And on the Rebel Road, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.